the Hutton orbital radio folks uh, look like they're jumping off. And they oh, okay. Them. Yeah, um, the team over at Hutton Orbital Radio are, uh, let's see if I can get that up there, I can't, are uh, jumping out of this awesome broadcast now. We'd love to stay longer, but we've got a couple of hours of show to broadcast. Thank you so much to Barry and Phil for agreeing to let us rebroadcast. Keep up the great work. We'd love to hear more from you both. Sometimes we'll post a few links to the books and the audios this evening. Oh, and we've been bested by two professional shiznods. Great work. Well, thanks, guys. Oh, lovely, lovely. Thank you yeah, very thank much. Thank you very much. Oh, now it's our turn, and uh, the mics are finally live. Good evening, everyone, from a very excited, slightly worried, but much better now that we've, um, yes, well, Norm's done his thing and, and beaten everything into shape, put the fires out, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're back. Yes, we love Space Team, we loved the Space Team, and thanks to Barry and Uncle Phil, we've had a mega dose of intro on the show this week, and a little bit of space. We've had time to digest the big meal that the Pilots' Federation dished up earlier. You won't complain about the length of my intros next time, will you, Vantia? Ah. And on top of that, we're only half-baked. My friendship jive has charged. And I'm back from fighting the phlebotomists. And now it's time, finally, for the news. Button Rescue Ranger. Rock Shock Robber Clobbered. Elite Fleet, Carrier Fleet, meet and greet treat. Varan Drama Llamas and Space Piranhas. No more Nobex as radio goes all a little bit bobbit. Atrus has a cunning plan. We didn't lose but Lou's catching up fast. And Norma's getting ready to bash her beater. There are Hutton truckers. There are utter truckers, there are utter nutter truckers, and then there is the asylum. No, not the one with the padded walls, good drugs and soft music. And no, we don't mean that one on the banks of the Thames designed by Pugin. Nor the isolation recuperation station over at Hand Asylum, where the Federal Onanists faction get over their tennis elbow. We're talking about our asylum. Commander Asylum, a one-pilot rescue ranger division of Hutton. After a distress call flashed up on his shipwood computer, and seeing both the damsel who was in distress, plus notification of a number of children in dire need of food and educational materials, he girdled his loins, strapped his Hutton-approved underwear on the outside, threw a nearby blanket over his shoulders as a makeshift cape, and sprang into action. Flying his trusty Bucknecket-approved Lakon Type 7, complete with enormous forehead and bullhorns, he raided the nearest agricultural teeth back in. He raided the nearest agricultural outpost of its agroponic-grown vegetation, staples, and digital paper, and headed at maximum shift for the location of the distress call. 
whereupon he and his trusty limpets unloaded the contents of the sparge at the stricken outpost, single-handedly curing famine, drought, and infrastructure failure in a single load. Alvin has nominated the asylum for a special award to be pinned to his broad chest next time we're allowed to actually meet each other in person, and dispensation to use the special docking port at Hutton Orbital. Why do Hutton truckers do the things that they do? Of course, it's for the mug. But when, like Asylum, you've already got one, you do it as being a Hutton trucker means doing the hard stuff, because you can. Next week, the Asylum is intending to solve the galactic is problem, fight off the Thargoids with one pulse laser tied behind his back, and repair all 40 stations at once using only a Sidewinder. On Sunday, Commander I Am Legacy performed a manoeuvre to be proud of. Out in an asteroid field, minding their own business, quietly mining void opals and low-temperature diamonds. Yes, we know, but, but needs must when the fleet carrier drives, apparently. When one of the Don's dastardly Kimura pirates hove into view, demanding cargo. Now, we've all been there, had that happen to us, and the usual response is to run away or to shoot the pirate if you have a ship that's suitably equipped. Neither of these were good enough for Commander I Am Legacy. They acceded to the pirate's demand for seven tons of cargo, abandoning them where they sat next to the asteroid. Then, whilst the coarse Corsair was snuffling around, trying to pick up the cargo containers, our clever commander calmly backed up a few meters and initiated the countdown for the charges which they had already placed in the asteroid. Ten seconds later, the result was one rock and one pirate both blown to pieces, and Commander I Am Legacy had gained several low-temperature diamonds, their jettisoned canisters of void opals, and a huge self-satisfied grin. Now, that's the kind of combat that even Flossie could get behind. Earlier this evening, the Pilots' Federation performed a deep dive into their latest galactic release, the Fleet Carrier. As mentioned on the radio show last week, these behemoths of the black, these supersize space whales, these gargantuan gigaships, are soon to be unleashed from the shipyards of the Brewer Corporation for commanders whose bank balance has more zeros than a box set of Terrorhawks and more digits than a polydactyl pterodactyl from the dastardly Don's base on Jurassic World. Yes, a mere five billion credits will buy you a license to manage one of these mobile stations, complete with your own docking base for you and your friends, repair facilities, a commodity market, complete with your own purchase orders for much needed goods, and yes, we know you need those performance enhancers for medical reasons. A storage space for your prized cargo and, of course, a range of offices for the various black market shady types, legal eagles and bondsmen. How much the additional services will cost remains to be seen, but these floating palaces are set to be the retirement home of many a fabulously wealthy pilot. But how are Hutton going to be using them? And what shenanigans can we get up to? It appears that the ships are capable of a maximum cargo haul of 25,000 tons, or one half a hot mess. 
But as it stands, the Pilots' Federation have placed an embargo on the carrying and storage of rare goods. And that includes the Hutton Mug and our fable Centauri Megagin. Cecil is said to be devastated. Or he would be if he could actually afford one. There has been a huge rise in the number of pilots applying to crew one of these vessels instead of taking their life into the hands as an SLF pilot. Though we understand that it's quite a lucrative career, being paid to sit on your bum and not do very much at all. This all sounds a little familiar. With the likely situation that only one fleet carrier can be in orbit around any one stellar body at a time, which commander will be first to park a floating limpet supply ship and big pad staging post round Eden, eager to help fellow truckers with somewhere to park their free anaconda. We will be following very closely. Who will be the first to put one on Sagittarius A-star or Beagle Point? Is anyone brave enough to venture into Thargoid space or put one in a bit of a spin around Mitterrand Hollow? We're reassured by the Pilots' Federation that they're invisible to Thargoids by virtue of their new ammonia-based paint. Just uh, don't go licking the hull. On the subject of paint, we're expecting them to be available in a variety of interesting colours, from massive mauve to giant green, and of course, preposterous pink with polka dots. With a mobile shipyard at their disposal selling approved ships, will Buck be getting his own floating Lacon showroom? Will the Empire have a Spaceborne and Summers catalogue of suggestively shaped ships? More later from both Flossie and Commander Wotherspoon, but in the meantime, we're excited about what silly shenanigans and tomfoolery we can get up to. With only an estimated 3% of commanders in the galaxy wealthy enough to be putting in a pre-order for their very own space barge, a number of systems in the bubble have come under intense scrutiny as a result of being diamond places to mine your diamonds. Pilots have discovered that the Baran system has a triple-decker, super-stacked, overlapped vein of diamonds hiding in its rings, and it's been busier than a supermarket queue during an outbreak lockdown. Many billions of credits have been mined and pilots eager for the best prices for their lady's best friend, their sparkly finger trimming, have been hunting systems that are currently in public holidays and pirate attacks to pawn their hold. There are rumours that the Pilots' Federation have converted Shinrata Desra to run on a new material. No, it's not tritium, it's salt. Mountains and mountains of salt. Harvested from the Galnet forums and the many pilots who are upset that they can't both have their cake and eat it. Yes, if you're buying one of these magnificent marvels of multipad madness, you might actually have to pay to run it. Which of course is trivial if you put it somewhere handy, have a master plan and encourage people to visit your mobile market. Of course, if you buy one just as a willy-waving trophy exercise, you're going to end up very poor and very quickly at that. So we have some advice for everyone. There's a new item on the list of things never to do. Never stick your head in anything marked head remover. 
Never fly without a rebuy. Never enter an arse-kicking contest with a porcupine. And don't put your fleet carrier somewhere silly, or the Pilots' Federation will be sending someone along to extract it with extreme prejudice and probably an angle grinder. For further information on mining, please contact Commander Amelia Hawke, Hutton Mining Corporation. Out at Hutton? Somewhere near Seoul. We have some sad and disturbing news tonight. Our Nobex is about to drop off. Nobex is not, as you might have guessed, the one between Nob W and Nob Y. Nobex is, in fact, the engine behind the Hutton Orbital Radio app that many of you have installed on your portable communications devices, and Nobex will soon be an ex-Nob, we are sorry to say. Fear not, no need to wail, gnash your teeth, or breathe a sigh of relief, depending on your view. But, to be honest, if you don't like the show, then why are you listening now? As you will still be able to keep up with the news, views, shenanigans, and our questionable choice of music via TuneIn, or an interweb browser, at radio.forthemug.com Good evening, truckers. Atrus5060 here. I've had a wonderful idea. I've sent a message over to Operation Ida. What is it, IDA, with an idea? Why don't we all buy one of these lovely fleet carriers, load it up with all the things we need to fix the station, then unload the whole lot at once, right in Tharg's face? There's no new invasion to talk about this week. We're pretty sure that Operation AXI are keeping themselves busy, putting the boot in properly. Keep trucking, everyone, and don't forget, for the mug. It's rubbish, isn't it? I go and donate an armful to help support a system in outbreak, and it all kicks off with a complete state everywhere. I eat my token-free biscuit, and then this week, well, I'll start with Colonia, where things mostly seem pretty stable, with Eel, Procol Centauri, and Doriso in the low 40s, and both in civil liberty and boom states. Just how we like it. We won the elections, and thank you to all the commanders that took part and did their bit on Hutton Moon. Tier, however, appears to be on an exceedingly rapid upward trajectory, with King Hanke reporting an influence of 1,538%. Now, either Hot Coal have been doing an unprecedented amount of work, or... Bloody hell, he has! That bloody hanky's been at my drinks cabinet. Right, kill on site orders on all of Hanky's clones, please. Spiralling influence, my arse. Under the influence and on my bloody booze. Right, okay. In the bubble, where the booze cabinets are properly protected, everything is peachy. No systems over 60% and only three under 40. So, if you can all give a bit of a boost to Hill Parsi, Kokery and... You're not going to believe this. LHS 340. Yes, for one day only, LHS 340 is open. Fruity, 
Go and chloroform Drew Peacock before he gets wind of this, will you? There's a good chap. Alvin would like to make it very clear that Hutton Orbital Truckers do not condone PvP actions of any description without the full consent of both parties. And a formal biting will apply to anyone who takes Lou's comments seriously. Lou himself will be reporting to Alvin's kennel immediately after the show. Ah, mm, okay. Over to Norma then. As one community event enters its final phase, Flossie will update you on Operation Hot Mess later on. We bring you a new one, an occasion for which the word event is too small. This is the biggest thing since horizons came over the horizon. This is beyond, beyond. This is a coming together of commanders in an adventure that will send you scurrying to the dictionary to be sure that you correctly understand the word hyperball. We are going to hutton the shits out of the fleet carrier beta and try to break the galaxy. We want to try even more combinations than I found in that illustrated book that Lou keeps locked away in his drawer. We want to put things in and take them out in ways that the Pilots' Federation couldn't even dream of. Then we want to pick it up and give it a thorough licking for good measure. We will be starting on April the 7th. A date in which it will it'll be easy to spot hotbox commanders as they'll be the ones whistling nonchalantly saying we didn't want to play anyway. We'll have further news of what we're trying in our usual channels once the beta starts and we'll bring everyone up to date during VECM. Which brings me on to the second community event, VECM. We'll bring you more details later in the show, but I've been asked to tell you, because Flossie's too modest to bring this up, that she is our bad supremo. If you find her in Second Life, she has created a jewellery shop where you can get your own VECM badge. And on that note, and with fire extinguishers going off absolutely everywhere, it's time for our first tune. And we're not allowing any guesses this week, Lithobreaker, as it's yet again bleeding obvious. So here's Fleetwood Mac. And like the carriers, they're everywhere. And we're back in the studio. My goodness gracious me, we've had excitement, we've had danger, we've had flames all over the studio. We've had seamless, seamless switches between the various bits of the stream um, and we've had an awesome norm running around getting everything fixed but thank you very much to our listener for staying listening to us i think it's just litho breaker out there now is it oh no well i think we've got a, a funky abigail and a few others as well <coughs> anyway introducing the studio team this evening obviously we have our producer commander ventura we've got the harry Balsack, commander palantir good evening we have the ever-present and ever-seamless amelia also known as Amelia Hawke, also known as... Hello. Yes. Um, we have the dulcet tones of Commander Wotherspoon. Dulcet. Hello. Dulcet. Mellifluous. How about that? That too. Uh, we have, or had, or we may have again, the Dead Meat GF. Good evening. Yay, you're back. And, of course, the ever-present and ever-lovely Commander Flossie. 
Hello. Good evening. And um, yeah, obviously the shows, the time, the clocks didn't change. We started nearly bang on time at twenty thirty ish galactic time. How about that? Does that count? <laughs> Not really. No, oh bother. Okay, well, um, only a few updates this week. Obviously, because we're a little bit later than normal, we're going to blunder on through. The first one is exciting news. Uh, we had an update on Hutton, the hearing dog puppy. In fact, we've had. Yes, now calm down. Be a good boy. Um, we we Hutton, the hearing dog puppy, as you know, was one of the. Um, litters he was a member of one of the litters that was born at the end of last year and hearing dogs very kindly um agreed to name him after this group here this radio station this this player faction of uh, as a result of all the uh, funds we've raised over the years and Hutton the puppy we've heard nothing um until recently but we've been sent a bunch of videos of him in his training and also posing for the uh, the pictures uh, he is a, a very handsome young chap and he's doing very well at his training um so we're hoping to share those pictures sometime soon probably tomorrow with everybody to see how hutton the puppy is doing um in his preparation to become a hearing dog and change somebody's life immeasurably for the better um <coughs> he's very 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 adorable and a, a bit like alvin but just a, you know, a different color and maybe a little bit younger possibly um not that alvin's old because he might bite me if I say that. So, yes, that's the Hut and the Puppy update. Um, we've also... Excuse me. <coughs> no, I haven't got I haven't got the thing. No, I just... Um, <clears throat> a frog in my throat. Um, VECM, we've been doing some testing. Now, Amelia. Yes. One part of the testing involved all going round to your house, didn't it? Y yes, indeed, it did. And what state did we leave your house in? A total wreck. I still have to clean it up. Um, yeah, well, it was theoretically all locked down, so we couldn't smash the contents, only yeah, play, with, that the, didn't play work. with the toys. That didn't work, no. And we were joined by a hobbit. Yes, a very, very small <laughs> person. A very short Robbie Wrongway, who, because he has is it the Oculus, which Oculus has he got? The Oculus S, isn't it? Which, isn't which it? was your Oculus you were using the other day? Um, the Oculus yeah. you were using the other day. Oh, the uh, Rift S. Rift S, yeah. The Rift S, yes. And and because he sat down, of course, the computer promptly interpreted Robbie to be an awful lot shorter than he actually was. <coughs> so the top of Robbie's Which head was, was running, yes, running around at waist height, getting lightsabered in the head and boomeranged and all sorts. But we've tested it thoroughly. And so um, Amelia's house, hopefully, will be put vaguely back together again and um, yeah. av available at the start of ECM to pop in, have a look, catapult things, shoot bows and arrows at hummingbirds. Have um, general yeah, you know, shenanigan fun. Now, Flossie, we also went to a second environment. Yes, which has been Caesar. specially prepared for the opening of VECM next week. We went to visit your jewellery shop in Second Life. Yeah. And I got my badge. Yep. And, uh... and Admittedly, I stuck it on my head first, and then I stuck it sideways. And eventually, <laughs> I got it stuck on my chest properly and was proudly walking around and flying around um, and lounging on your sofa in a variety of different styles and playing under the disco ball with my, my, my ECM badge on my chest. Yep, and I've also been making some T-shirts. So anybody who comes along, they'll get a badge and a T-shirt. So the, the best thing about this is, of course, in VECM in Second Life, uh, Second Life is actually free to log into. And we're going to be releasing some details over the next few days about how you do it. But effectively, you, you register on the website, you get in there, you run through the starter area that tells you how to do everything. 
um, ignoring all of the instructions. <laughs> and then I think you you it somehow communicate with, send a friend request to uh, Flossie, and you get an invitation to go over to her jewellery shop, and you'll magically teleport over there, and you'll see some ECM banners up. And if you find Commander Flossie, who I think last time was wearing quite a fetching sort of skirt and um, ECM T-shirt number. Yeah, it might be slightly different on Saturday. Oh, right, okay. And, um, <coughs> excuse me, the frog got me again. And, um, yeah, well, anyway, basically, if you can start off your day and pop in there, you'll get your v ECM badge. And it's a great way to, you know, uh, try and bust their servers by getting loads of us in there at once and say hi. And then, of course, for those of you with Oculus Rift, we can pop over to Amelia's house, which will involve... Um, putting Amelia and a few other commanders on friends lists, but we're going to publish details on how to be friends with everybody later. Um, and then we've got lots of volunteers for lots of other games. And once again, we're publishing details later. I think we went to try Gang Beasts as well. That was so funny. You were pulling Robbie around by his ears at one point. That was so, so funny. I was in stitches. I had tears and everything with laughter. It was, oh, I, I could I, we, could actually, yeah, we could hear the tears falling from you and and your other half in the background giggling something silly as well yep yep that was great i, I can't wait to play that again yeah and, and page obviously formerly frontier page but now live streaming page uh, i think is hoping to come and beat people up but we worked out how to work it make it work in multiplayer because if you do it wrong then we had a member of the public join us in our first test and they probably killed everybody by throwing us in front of a train as i remember yeah that was fun yeah, <laughs> but we've worked out how to make it all work and what buttons do what and um, basically mash everything until you grab Robbie wrong way by the head and then throw him in front of dangerous stuff and you'll have fun. <laughs> and we've just, we've just, sorry, just to cut across, we've just had a message from um, Commander Ventura. When would you like the pictures? The now, I'm pictures? assuming he means the pictures all about the, the stuff that we were talking about earlier. So I think um, <sighs> the Normski might be putting a few pictures on the loop on the Twitch stream at the moment so that everybody can bask in Fleet Carrier. Ooh, I'm going to have that kind of glory. And I think we're going to have a bit more of that with Commander Wotherspoon later. Mm. But for the time being, while we're talking, you can just stare at these pictures and go, ooh, that's what 5 billion credits buys me. I can see a picture. You can see a picture. Fantastic. Right. Um, well, we're um, now, you see, we're, we're sulking this evening as well, because we did get a few extra updates from the Pilots Federation over and above the content on the live stream, which tells us that rares are not allowed on fleet carriers. Ah, that's not what it says. Oh, have they changed it? What it says is that rares can't be bought and sold on fleet carriers. Nor stored, unfortunately. We well, nor stored. Check. No. Rares are completely banned. There are no Hutton mugs allowed. So there you are no. You can't take your own. As as a fleet carrier owner, you can't take your own rares and. I suppose you could take them in your in your ship, but uh, yeah, you could buy a Type Nine just to store your mugs, I suppose, and keep. I it suppose yeah, you could park a Type Nine full of mugs in it. Nah, but you can't change out of the ship but if the, it's still full the, of stuff. But the, the 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 deck manager is yeah, under true. strict instructions that your Momus bog spaniels are not allowed to run around. Your seti rabbits aren't allowed to breed. Your hut mugs aren't allowed to be put down on any surface, and your Centauri Megajin is banned from the bar. Apart Which from is, that, just have fun. Yeah. Yes. However. However, this is not the end of the story because an insider at the Pilots Federation has told us that this is exactly why the beta testing, the beta bash that Flossie was talking about earlier, or Norma was talking about earlier, is important because if we feel that 
Button mugs are a vital part of fleet carriers. We need to make an enormous noise about it. Well, I can think of a particular player group, and that's the East India Company, that would be really, really upset if they weren't able to store rare goods at their trading well, post. When it comes like, I think it was, Did they? when did they say it was, was going for testing? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Next week, yeah. Yep. Um, we, we need to stage one of those uh, marching up and down of placards of this sort of thing won't do. Hmm. And 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 politely request that we love it because we'd we'd love to fill up twenty five thousand whatever it is I think that number was banded about but twenty five thousand tons of mugs on one of these things and fly it somewhere silly, um, and we think there are some great reasons for doing so. So um, yes, it's up to every Hutton trucker who's got access to the testing. And yes, Team Hotbox, that does mean you just later um, to have a go with it and then demand in no uncertain terms that we want to bring our um, Pantar prayer sticks, joss sticks, to make the place smell nice. Mm, lovely. So there you go. What other things? What other things? Well, there was a, there was a big renaming earlier. There oh. was. Well, somebody deleted the developments. Yes, the Frontier yeah. Facebook page. I got the, um, the announcement. Not just, that one. Not just Facebook. The whole oh. website. The whole website, everything. They, they appear now to be not developing but just the frontier. They are off frontier now. There is a good reason behind this one. Once again, our insider at the Pilots Federation have told us that as they are both a developer and a publisher of stuff, the name is just frontier. So the it doesn't mean name, they're not doing any developments anymore. The company's name has actually changed then? No, well, they're branding on, certainly on the Facebook page, as I don't know any more detail than that, and I don't okay. want to speculate for fear of getting into awful trouble. Right. So it's Frontier but, Developments and Publications now. Well, no, don't know, don't know. They're just Frontier. They're just... <laughs> yeah. the, That's the, universe, there, the, the universe... The universe... The frontier brackets, not just brackets, developments, doesn't really scan very well. So, so, so think perhaps Valve, when they started publishing stuff on Steam... They stopped well, being we, just we, a software we, company. That would be terrible idle speculation and troublemaking on our part. Hmm. Suffice to say, it's interesting. But is, nothing drastic. Yeah, it's a good thing. There we go. Oh, a message from um, our, our producer, Norman. What do you mean, all the pictures? Yes, we mean all the pictures, including well, that one. Yes. yes. Yeah. They're scrolling past quite rapidly. But... Yes. Oh, so nobody's got any time to study the contents. Well, well, we can wait until they come round again. again. Yes. <laughs> Well, oh, the good news is, is well, this is where I came in, isn't it? That yeah, we're studying the contents. We've got Commander Wotherspoon later with, um, he's going to summarise the entire contents of that live stream. Indeed. Um, in a slightly shorter fashion, so we don't have to. Yes. Yes, yeah. I will. Um, so does anybody have anything else before we sort of move along to ask Flossie about her many Cs, CCC, CCCCCG? But where will people be able to find out stuff about VECM? Where's the best place for them to go? And what time does everything kick off? Well, the idea is that we're replicating the live event that we normally do at a venue, just without a venue. So you want the rest of us there Friday night to start setting things up? Exactly. <laughs> That's uh, And testing things and then drinking in the bar <laughs> and playing cards against Flossie. And oh, we can do that. So, so the things that you know and love. First of all, there are going to be lots of people together, and it's going to be kicking off at around uh, the usual ten in the morning. And we're going to as late as we can still see. Um, we are going to try and have a bit of a, an opening speech by the team. Hello, welcome to the event. Now go and play games, you bunch of bamstons. And um, then we're going to try and get together in a bit of VR and Second Life, um, just so that um, yeah, we have a bit of a face-to-face -face get together. 
We then may well break out to do a bit of team CQC because there's normally a CQC corner at the event. And then we're going to splatter everywhere. And we've had volunteers all over the place. So we've got um, Drew Wagar is going to be hosting a little bit of let's go and play stuff on Spectrum uh, on live stream. We've had uh, Commander Eleanor is volunteering to, um, I think, play a bit of Sea of Thieves. Um, we're hoping that Buck is going to start up a line dance in Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, we've got Gang Beasts, which Paige is going to be taking part in, hopefully, and beating everybody up. We've got the team from Spider Mind going to be doing a little bit of EDRPG, which may well be interactive. I think they've got some pre-rolled characters. They're running it on Roll20, and hopefully people will go and play that. <clears throat> and then, of course, during the day, we've got some broadcast content from us, us as well. So some of the streamers are going to be um, broadcasting to their own communities, but hopefully joining us via Zoom. Zoom's popular at the moment. Joining us via something like Zoom so we can jump into their stream and have a look at what they're up to and share it with the community. We do have a new Twitch channel, especially for this, twitch.tv slash ecmlive. And if you want to make friends with that, then do so on the internet, because that's where we're going to be broadcasting the main stream to. It'll probably be captured by the Hutton one and other stuff as well. But yes, uh, ECM Live is the Twitch channel that you want to be friending. Well, no, you don't friend on Twitch, do you? Somebody with more knowledge than me needs to tell me. Follow. There, there you go. Yes. Follow. Don't subscribe. Um, we don't need subscriptions, but we do need follows. No, because we don't monetize our stuff. Because Hutton isn't about making money. Because the profit margins never really mattered at all. They're not making um, money for us, making money for <coughs> we are. We're going to be having the traditional ECM quiz, uh, and we're looking for teams to join in on that. We've got the raffle during the afternoon to raise money for the charities. We've got Hutton Orbit live in the evening, and that's important. There's no show next Thursday. We're having a week off, and then we're doing the show on Saturday at around 8.30 in the evening. Is it VECM next week? Yes, it, it is. Week. My goodness, it has snuck up. Nine it days. Has. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Um, and then obviously we've got the super duper extra special Artemis live part of the show where if anybody's desperately thinking they're going to miss out on Simove, the tech monkey's awesome Artemis rig, well, you're not. You're not going to miss out. And there is a surprise planned for you for about four in the afternoon, I think, to do with Artemis. I, ca I can't tell you what fear came into me when you started the sentence with Simoofs are, uh, and then the relief when it finished with to Miss Rig. Ah, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the basic idea is it's just what you remember from the other ECMs, and if you've never been, then you won't remember it, but it's going to be just like the one that you didn't go to that you won't remember, if you know I what think I mean. I think I've a lot of that. I, I don't remember the ones I did go to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, there will be, some, well, there there will also be. We've discovered that there's an online way to play Cards Against Humanity. So hopefully, we'll be ch challenging Flossie at some point to embarrass everyone thoroughly at <laughs> Cards Against Humanity. Um, there'll be some elite playing. There's some toy box turbos, which is basically micro machines but without the branding. Um, yeah, many other games. And of course, if you want to host a game, then just let us know. But yes, ten o'clock Saturday next weekend. Not this one. The the, the next one. You know what I mean. The eleventh. Um, until we all fall over because we've had too much gin. And it'll be a lovely break from all the shenanigans going on out there in the rest of the world. And the good news is, that if you're at home, the bar never shuts. The bar never shuts, no. No. The burgers are cheaper, know. though maybe not as tasty unless you're Sean. Over <laughs> I was just about to say, I've got some very nice burgers here. <laughs> oh, our just, food will be lovely. Just say, yep. fun funky Ag Abigail is asking, is there any way that people overseas can join in with VCM? Of course. 
This is the best thing about VECM. Everybody's welcome because there's no ticket price to come and join in because we don't have to pay for a venue. Well, it's the internet, if you know what I mean. So, yes, all you have to do, Funky Abigail, is be in TeamSpeak at around 10, install some games via Steam and various other means, and we'll publish the list. Um, we'll introduce everything, watch the stream, and then um, we're going to have a series of... A bit like we have tables at the event. The rooms here in TeamSpeak are going to be set up as tables. And if you want to go play that particular game, you go into that table or that room in TeamSpeak, and hopefully there'll be a host there or people playing games, and you can put your hand up and say, can I join in? And um, they say yes, and then you play games. That's it, really. Come and join us in TeamSpeak. Uh, ts.forthemug.com is the server address and there will be special rooms set up for all of the games as well as a main broadcast room and a green room for chilling out and just listening and of course we'll be broadcasting on Twitch twitch.tv forward slash ECM live exciting yes a message from uh, Racketeer here fingers crossed Eleanor is well again by then Eleanor's doing alright and um, today we were chatting to him and he's volunteered to play some games I think he's uh, looking forward to it so he doesn't go stir crazy uh, quarantine on his own so yes we, we hope he gets well soon because you know the, the yeah. lurgy the green thyroid lurgy is um, lurking around the fringes there so we hope he gets well soon and stays well but he is volunteering to host um, a, a bit of Sea of Thieves I think but thank you, know, you for mentioning that one. Do you know when we've when we've got all this lockdown thing, there, there, there's some unexpected um, fallout for this. I was just thinking that the people I feel sorry for are the companies who produce those cards that you, they put through the door to say while you were out, because <laughs> everywhere except your house, they don't they can't <laughs> use one. Oh, they still they still lob it over my back fence or stick it in the sheet or um, yes, they're still doing all of that. Well, you you were that's what an exception to the rule there, but but for everybody else. Um, they they can drop it. They can now legitimately drop it on your doorstep and run away. Yeah, oh, they, 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 they have been. They even hung a, a bag full of fragiles on my front door handle earlier. So when I opened my front door, of course the handle flipped down, and the bag full of, <laughs> oh, bag full of fragiles slipped off and went smash. Oh no! <laughs> so even in these trying times, they can still manage to smash things. And we, we've, they've we've got to get enjoyment sweep. somewhere. We've had some sweepstakes going about uh, the current game is how many substitutions can you get on your deliveries, which Flossie won this week on um, Snossy's <laughs> delivery. He was very lucky. Only had two substitutions. I had 12 and uh, eight unavailables and four things on a short date earlier. So I, I, I failed at this one. Yep. Well, at least you managed to get a delivery. Well, and we, we had to deliver to the in-laws as well. Okay. So I had to then pack half of it up in the car, drive over to the in-laws and then realize I left half of it at home. So I'm in, I'm in the doghouse. Mm. By the way... Well, we did click and collect, but can't get one of those now. Can't you? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I've just gone to frontier.co.uk, and it doesn't say Frontier Developments anymore. It just says, Welcome to Frontier. Yeah. So, so they've, they've rebranded on, on the webpage as well. And on Twitter, just, they're just called Frontier. Well, well, well. Well, there's obviously... Wait, it's, it's, it's nothing to do with it being the Wild West and that being full of cowboys, okay? I don't want to start that rumour at all, okay? Well... Interestingly, though, if you go to FrontierStore.net, it's still copyright 2019 Frontier Developments PLC. Okay. So there's zero to date there. At least one error there. Hmm. <coughs> anyway, um, uh, Frontier... Oh, I'm, I'm trying to have a look. Anyway, I'm not going to bother with that one anymore. Hey, look, there's a name changer, and it's probably got something to do with new stuff, which is cool. Could yeah. be. Right. Um, and obviously, a, a brief word about um, the, the wonderful two gentlemen who were broadcasting over the start of the show that set the studio on fire. Um, 
Barry J. Hutchison and Phil Thron very kindly agreed to let us uh, broadcast a reading from a load of weird spaceships, I think was a collection of books at the start. And, um, and then uh, join in with them a chat about the, the books. We're, we're big fans of the books here. I think Mr. Cow mentioned it last week. Um, but Phil Thron is the, the voice artist who does the audio book uh, and a very talented fellow he is too. And Barry Hutchison is um, a, a fellow Scott of, of our uh, very own uh, Mr. Cow and uh, the apology officer. And Mr. Moof and others. Oh, and, 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 and is there a Ventura too? Yes. Um, and yep. is, is a deeply, deeply, deeply uh, funny fella. Uh, the conversation went downhill very fast when they started talking about a big bear costume with an enormous furry penis. Um, but you'd have to read the books to understand why that's funny. But it is, trust me. I've given you all a mental image now you probably didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, thanks to them. And obviously you just go, go to Amazon and do the collected works space team volume one, and then spend the next week in isolation, laughing yourself. Absolutely. But silly. I don't because I go to audible and I download the audiobooks, which has Phil Thron's talents on there. He did actually give um, Hutton a shout out on the, uh, the show, mm. which we're grateful for. Um, but he's, um, he, he does have, I suppose all good, voiceover artists can do this amazing ability to, to switch between these characters seamlessly. There you go, Amelia. I got the word in. <laughs> seamlessly. Um, Seamless. And the, the, the best bit is um, that when I'm listening to Phil reading the books, they actually sound how they sounded in my head when I was reading them as well, if you know what I mean. Yes. So he's, hit, he's, hit the, he's so. hit the nail absolutely on the head. And actually, the two of them had never spoken in person. The audio um, book reader, Phil, and Barry, the author, hadn't spoken in person until the call they had to prep for this live stream. So they've done it without any kind of direction from the writer either, which I find astonishing. Right. So so when Barry Hutchinson was saying that he'd, he'd listened to the audition tape and thought, hey, this is just the right person to read my books. That was actually him telling Phil Thorn for the very first time about that. Well, I think they probably communicated over digital means, but in terms uh-huh. of... Um, actually, uh, speaking. Yeah, there, there was no there was no direction. I think, I think Phil was just given the books and told, go read, and he <laughs> did. And they were talking about how to keep the outtakes in. Oh, yeah. By the way, this show doesn't have outtakes. This show is one big outtake. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. In intakes, an, an intake. Yes, overtakes. Hmm. Um, so yes, um, thank you very much to them. They, you know, we they, they we saw they were doing the broadcast, and we dropped a cheeky message over saying, "Do you mind if we put it on at the start of the show?" And Norman's going to hate me for doing it now. Um, and they said, "No, no, go for it." And um, we, we know there are a few of the fans out there, and those of you that aren't, go get it now and and, and join in because it's fun. But we got bested, I think is the best way of saying it. We were bested. That's a pretty by... good stream. Yep. Well, it was, they, weren't it was. T- they weren't a lot more professional than us. Their microphones didn't work from time to time. Oh, we they, didn't plug it in. Know. I mean, there was there yeah. was an I didn't plug my microphone in incident at one point. Oh, and there's a mute button here. wonder what that does. Yep. <laughs> and um, their bongs didn't work. Not quite. But it was it was mostly good, and their chat channel were absolutely lovely. And there's a team space team thing. We'll put links up on the Facebook page. How about that? Right, we don't want to talk too much because we're running late on the show, and so we need to we need to charge on now. Um, Flossie, yes, are we opening it to an audience vote this week, or do you have a preference? Uh, I I think I've already you've already asked and you said do, do the CG. Well, Commander Wotherspoon is the first one to respond. That's cheating, because you're here and there. Uh, yeah, that's the flossy <laughs> tune. Um, so, uh, if you're ready, and, and the Norman is ready, the Ventura. I'm ready. Yes, yep. ready. Excellent. 
Uh, ready? Excellent. Can we take it away with Flossie's really important tune? It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. here with this week's CCCG News. This is the start of week 12 of Operation Hot Mess and with any luck this will be the week when we complete our mission. We need to keep the pressure on as the end is in sight. We ha- now have just under 7% of stations still yet to feel the love of Alvin in the form of a hot mug. There are over 51,500 stations complete and very nearly 19,000 systems totally mods free. We've also imported enough scrap to create mugs to deliver to every single station. Don't forget to check for stations that may have a market but may not be in our database. Our top 10 remains the same except for the number of mugs delivered, which is still rocketing up. Everyone in the top 20 has now delivered at least 600 mugs. Uh, Apart from you, Marco2612, hurry up, you're making my statistics untidy. I want an apology for that. There's still time to join the operation and to make a difference. We now have a grand total of 314 commanders who have now signed up and we're running at an average of 163 mugs per pilot. I say this every week, that although more commanders join, this average keeps on rising. So well done, everyone. One of the main instigators in this mission, Mr Shouty, a.k.a. the Porno Norm, a.k.a. Lister 69 has announced that he's hanging up his flight suit for the last time so completing this mission on time has been given an extra impetus for us VECM is only eight days away and we still have seven percent to go we can do this hot mess means hot mess but we all need to work together get out there and deliver a mug or two do it for yourself do it for shouty but most of all do it for the mug that's all from me this week. Flossie told you what to do. It's so close, isn't it? Are we going to beat it by next Friday? I think we are. I think all this isolation means that people have got more time to mug things. And it's, been getting, it's been getting close. I've I had to update the script three times since we started to get those figures up in there. <laughs> do, we, do we know? Do we know who we're blaming for the current splurge? Is are there some names you want to shout out that are currently splurging mugs everywhere? Well, the, the top this week: NEMB, Time Raider, Tovera. That's a new name. I don't know Montgomery Python, Doc Jack, G Mallow. But Tovera, yes, that's flooded Tovera a couple of times. We, yeah. we can see in the last few minutes: Tau Z, Montgomery Python, Fantastic Mister Fox, Aiden, uh, Marco Two Six One Two. Uh, the Dayglow Viking all appear to be spamming mugs all over the galaxy. Yep, and I'm going to have to get back on tomorrow because I've slipped down from 18 to 19, so I've got to push myself back up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm I... at poppies at 22. <laughs> yes, yes, but that's because Flossie has Flossie three spent so much time Gee loading bagging. other people up. Yes. yes. Flossie think... one, Flossie one, no, num- no numbers. <laughs> Flossie no num, yes. No, the, 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 
Flossy has done an amazing job. Montgomery Python or, or Brian Cohen in the, in that uh, guys. Between the two of you, you've done almost everything, and you've done three times as much as anybody else. <laughs> I think Flossie's angling for, for being nominated for next year as well. That's what yeah. it is. Well, <laughs> the early campaign for the Muggies uh, has already well, started. I, I was thinking about my last trip in getting re get ready to be reloaded. I thought, should I bring some product for Flossie to be able to sell to try and uh, offset some of the cost? Then I realised a, a full hold of virtually anything is about half a void opal so it probably wasn't really worth it <laughs> <laughs> should have brought right. void opals <laughs> no, yeah. no yeah. void opals are so last year does Flossie really <laughs> want to be teabagger of the year <laughs> teabagger of the year <laughs> yes but not if you design the award <laughs> now, so as, as dead meat was there obviously we, we need to come up because I, i've completely slipped my mind to write ones for the next one can you come up with any vaguely relevant link to the next tune dead meat you sure well you give it give it a go and it's not that one that not we're, the one you can write on your calculator we're, okay we're, we're past the we're past the watershed yep well this is not as it sounds at first glance a tune about cubicle three it's the big ship by Brian Eno. Take it away, Ventura. Greetings, Commanders. Thank you so much for joining us on this very special review stream. Fleet Carrier News Digest, 2nd of April, 3306. We watched the live stream, so you don't have to. And in this week's news, the Fleet Carrier announcement was announced. Fleet Carrier announcement announced. Brewer Corporation tonight gave quite a lot more information about the new fleet carriers, ships that they describe as a mobile base of operations, offering services including the three R's, reload, refuel and repair. Commodity storage and, for the first time, the ability to trade directly with other commanders. Luke Betterton of Brewer Corporation and Dav Stott of the Pilots' Federation fielded questions from investigative reporter Stephen Benedetti. What did we find out? The new Drake-class fleet carriers can be bought at one of 12 fleet carrier vendors based in starports next to the manufacturing facility, all in industrial systems near the heart of the Empire Federation and Alliance. They are mobile docking platforms for the owner and, if they want, their friends, their squadron or, optionally, anyone at all. Commanders with notoriety can be prevented from docking. At their most basic, fleet carriers offer 25,000 tonnes of storage space. If you want to hoard a commodity, well, now you can. Commanders who make their money through trading can now invite other commanders to trade with them through the fleet carrier. The fleet carrier owner can list some of the stored commodities for sale or they can list items they want and visiting commanders can buy and sell against those for sale and wanted lists. There are two separate markets, one for legitimate goods and one for the benefit of pirates and scavengers, a secure warehouse for storing, buying and selling stolen goods. 
the owner can use this trading to offset the running costs of their carrier or even to make a profit by charging a percentage markup on all transactions. For explorers, fleet carriers offer the ability to jump 500 light years every two hours. Are you unsure whether to take your Anaconda or your Crate Phantom exploring? Why not take both? The fleet carrier fuel tank holds 1,000 tons of tritium fuel, which is just enough to allow two consecutive 500 light year jumps. You can buy tritium fuel from some starports, and other commanders can donate tritium via the depot, but if you take a few ships kitted out from mining, surface and subsurface deposits from icy asteroids, you should be able to keep your ship fueled and jumping its maximum range every two hours. If you kept up that rate of jumping continuously, you could move your fleet carrier 42,000 light years in a week, which certainly puts the Gnosis to shame. Even better, the massive jump range finally offers explorers the chance to jump to some of those really out-of-the-way stars on the very fringes of the galaxy that have until now remained tantalisingly out of reach. You do not need to be on your carrier to order it to jump. You could be on the other side of the galaxy. As long as it has enough tritium, you can order your crew to make the jump. If you have a system map for the destination system, you can even choose what stellar body you want the carrier to enter orbit around. Fleet carriers cannot enter permit-locked systems, not even if the owning commander holds that permit. Explorers should note that there does not appear to be an option to host a universal cartographic service on a fleet carrier, nor does there appear to be a missions board. However, in addition to the basic services of crew lounge, the tritium depot for fueling the ship, the commodities market and the owner's carrier management interface, there are optional services that come at extra cost. The black market is one such service, as is advanced ship maintenance, which allows you to rearm, refuel and repair visiting spaceships, and a redemption office that lets you cash in vouchers in a manner similar to the interstellar factor. You can also fit a shipyard and outfitting, and you can choose what sorts of ship and modules you'll stock, by theme and by quality. For example, you can stock multi-role, explorer, combat, combat trader and cargo ship types, some of which come in basic and advanced options. For example, the advanced trading ship pack includes Lacon Type 6, 7 and 9, for which you must pay up front but you can choose to sell them to the other commanders at a markup. The shipyard takes up a considerable chunk out of your 25,000 tonne storage, so if you fit a shipyard, you're losing a lot of warehousing. If you have a shipyard and outfitting, other commanders can store their ships and modules on your fleet carrier, and they'll travel around the galaxy on your carrier. Should you ever sell your carrier, other commanders' assets will be safely moved to a nearby facility. Fleet carriers are not cheap to buy or run, starting at 5 billion credits, plus a weekly basic maintenance fee of 10 million credits, with additional costs for extra services and maintenance fees following every jump. These fees, which are paid weekly from the fleet carrier's own bank account, which the owner may need to top up from his personal account, cover the cost of running the services, the cost of crew, and the cost of putting right any wear and tear. 
Nonetheless, a canny fleet carrier operator should be able to turn a profit, especially when supplying other services to visiting commanders. In order to save money, the owner can choose to turn off services temporarily. They will still incur a weekly fee, but it will be much reduced. To completely remove a service, the carrier must be returned to a system with carrier maintenance facilities. If a commander fails to keep up his maintenance payments, the debt collector calls on Thursday mornings. If a commander is very, very behind on his payments, his ship may be sold to pay off his debts, and he will be reimbursed with the remaining funds from the sale once wear and tear has been taken into account. Decommissioning takes a week during which stored ships and modules may be transferred to other facilities. If a fleet carrier is in an inhabited system, the system authorities will send patrol ships to ensure no illegal activities are taking place. If everything seems to be in order, they'll eventually learn to trust the carrier and step down the level of patrols. It's perfectly possible for a carrier to be held in high regard in the Empire, but to be public enemy number one in the Federation. Fleet carriers will not be right for every commander. They're a big commitment, and balancing the books will require work, whether the income is from charging other commanders for services or from good old-fashioned mining. Even if you choose not to own one, they're about to become a common sight in the galaxy, a bit like corner shops, charging a little extra, but much more convenient. How long will it take the fuel rats and the hull seals to install repair and refuel facilities at Beagle Point? The possibilities seem endless. Opportunities to test drive your personal fleet carrier begin on Tuesday the 7th of April, with carriers available to purchase in early June. And that's this week's Fleet Carrier News. Fleet Carrier News, we read the details so you don't have to. sort of black kind of cloud opens up and, and the fleet carrier disappears into it. It does sound Thargoidy. Oh, don't and black clouds. It's like opening the door to cubicle three. You know, Eddie <laughs> Lee Wise's comment, yes, okay, who farted? Right, well, we, we have a series of quick fire questions because obviously having got those details, the first thing we did was panic and contact the Pilots Federation with a series of very, very important questions. And, and they these were very are, kind. These are all oh, questions well, that nobody else has answers to yet. So this is brand new stuff. And this you is heard it from, here first. This is from the Scotsman's kilt, as they say. I mean, the horse's mouth. 
Aye. So thank you very much to the very speedy Commander Benedetti who answered a few questions because he knew we were going live this evening. So we're going to take it in turns to answer the questions. We're not going to linger around and debate them too much. We might go, ooh, occasionally, but just so the facts are out there. We're going to ask the questions and then Commander Wotherspoon's going to answer them so we don't have to. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start with the first one, a very important question for Hutton Truckers. It says in everything we've seen so far, that the owner can deposit cargo. Is this just cargo storage for me, or can anyone docked take part um, so other pilots drop things off, i.e. mug distribution, or for those people that we mentioned earlier, the EIC who run the rare storage company, and is it any way related to the commodity market? Well, the answer we got back was that only the fleet carrier owner can deposit cargo in the carrier, which is fair enough. However, fleet carriers cannot store or sell rare goods. We're going to have a boo on that one, uh, mm. on the rare goods thing. Yeah. I mean, we're not salty about it. We just we, we want more. We, we, we want more mugs. <laughs> well, let's, let's wait and see what it actually yeah. works like. Let's okay, talk. next question then. Uh, uh, it's oh, me. It's Amelia. Yes. Hello. Um, so this is a question about the commodity market. I mean, does it have stocks of zero unless it buys things from commanders? Uh, is this tied to the megaship finances in any way? Well, it's, it's really up to the owner. The owner needs to list a purchase order for the commodities, commodities that they want. Yeah. So they say, I want 10 gold or whatever. Yeah. And they can similarly do that if they want to sell them. Obviously, they can only do that if they already have them in stock. So, so yes, they will have stocks of zero unless they've already deposited stuff of their own. And then they can they can sort of ask for more stuff to be deposited and then they'll buy it and then it'll be available. And, and the money from all of this, is it is it tied to your running costs? The funds go into the fleet carrier's bank. So if you are charging a surplus or indeed if you're, if you're taking money in, that goes into the bank, that can pay your, your running costs. Indeed it can, yes. So you can put a purchase order out there for things you require. Yep. Then people drop it off and yep. you buy it off them. Mm-hmm. We don't know how that bit works. We didn't think to ask that bit. But then when people then go and buy those things, that money goes in your bank or the profit would go in your bank. Into into your carrier's bank. Yes, that's yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So, so, the, so can I just have a follow-on question quick? I might not be able to answer it, but you can try. <laughs> so does that mean if I, say, stocked up on void opals in my storage and I wanted to sell them, uh, it would save me lugging them around to a station that's offering the best price. I could just sell them from my carrier um, at a slight discount to what they would be sold at other stations so that people can just pick them up and sell them for, you know, truck them somewhere, sell them for a bit of a profit themselves. You could sell them at your carrier, yes. So you could you could store them as in your carrier. As far as we and understand. List, and yeah. list them for sale. Exactly what price you can list them for sale at, we're not sure yet. But you'd have uh, to have them in there in the first place, yes. Yes. That's yeah. cool. Okay, um, Mr. Deadmeat, next question. Yes, instancing. If we took 250 of these monsters out to Eden and we set all the permissions right, would we overwhelm the contacts list in Supercruise? So what's the limit on how many you can see or which ones you can see? Well, the answer suggests that you can see them all. It says the limit depends on the make of the system but there is an absolute limit of 256 fleet carriers in a single system. So that sort of suggests you can have one or perhaps two fleet carriers per stellar body in the system. That's yeah, what that, it suggests. That was, that, that was how we interpreted that. Yes, that may not be right. but The but, limit depends on the yeah. make of the system. So I yeah. would imagine the number of things in the system might limit 
Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, that, that'll be very interesting because the original um, version of fleet carriers said only one per instance, didn't they? So we're, we're, that'll be one of the things we need to try. Well, the, the, that, that I think is still the limit. You can't have two in one instance, like a, a not, not a frame shift instance, but a real space instance. You can't yeah. have two of them in the same physical location. But that's the, same, yeah. that's the same with the Coriolis. You can only have one Coriolis in, in a real mm. space instance. So they might they could be very close to each other, but just you'd need to just go briefly. Some of these moons things. that are really orbiting close to each other that mm, might get mm. interesting. That's the kind of stuff we want to break, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Um, who who is on the next question then? I am Flossie. Yes. Uh, what if you were to strand someone, jump to a point five hundred light years from anything, and then lock them out, change the settings? Could you be a total ass? Could you be a total arse? Yes, you could be a total arse. The owner has the power to lock people out at a point. So, for example, if you take take all your friends out to somewhere really remote and they all go out for a, for a, for a fly around, you could then say, I don't want anyone to land on my fleet carrier anymore, and they would be stranded. So, the moral of the story is only go on to the fleet carrier of someone you trust. Right, the next okay. one from, so, from Sean me, here. Yep, yeah, I'm going to predict forum salt because it's going to happen. That Kickstarter backers get discounts. What kind of discount? Is this in line with rebuy discounts, like 50% for Alpha, 25% Vita? What about life uh, expansion pack people? Because I'm including me, because they, the rest of them, not me, are going to scream like they've been poked with something hot and pokey. I'm sure this will lead to some sort. Okay, only commanders with the Kickstarter outfitting or the founder tier or higher discount will receive a discount when they purchase a fleet carrier. Also, importantly, fleet carriers will not be able to enter or be bought from any permit-locked system, so you will not be able to purchase them at Jameson Memorial, so you won't get that discount. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay, next question. The crew. Now, obviously, we've got crew. There is a thing called crew in the game at the moment. Um, you have them, you know, these idle crew sitting about with that you're not using for your fighters. Do, so does the new crew dovetail into the current crew hiring, as in is, is an expansion of that, um, i.e. those guys that sit bored as you can only have one active? And and is there such a thing as crew ranks like we do for the um, the SLF crew, you know, the, the, the ship's crew? So, for example, um, uh, crew ranking up and you getting the more experienced. Um, yeah, is it, does it run the same as the crew that we know and love and, and look at their pictures and go, hoo, hoo, hoo. And the answer is, well, the pictures, yes, probably, but, um, but everything else, no. The crew are the staff who man and operate the ship and the services. Who person? Who person and operate your ships and services, yes. They don't have ranks, and amazingly, they don't have any effect on how the fleet carrier performs. As in, you've got to have one, but there's no there's no ranking or improvement. More importantly, you've got to pay for one, yes. Oh, mm. oh dear. Next question. So, um, what if your carrier gets stranded somehow and unable to be refueled? I mean, uh, for example, you can't get to it and you can't mine to load it up with tritium. I mean, would you have to mothball it or something? Well, that would be very unfortunate, wouldn't it? Fleet carriers require experience to use. So we would hope that commanders, experienced commanders, would plan their trip. If the fleet carrier runs out of fuel... Fellow commanders can, of course, donate fuel to help out. 
so you can bring the tritium out and 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 load up your tritium depot, and then you could jump out in the same way that uh, the 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 fuel rats can help you out when your normal ship runs out of fuel. The owner can load up their cargo bay. Now, this is quite interesting. The owner can load up their cargo bay with additional tritium. But, of course, that does use up the fleet carrier's capacity. So, 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 so if you have um, 500 tonnes of tritium used per jump, which is what I believe is used, and your fuel tank can carry 1,000, you can then carry some more in the cargo hold. Okay? Cool. Now, we, we have something here that um, actually, I, I'm just reading through these next couple of answers. One of them that completely blows out the water, something we mentioned earlier. I've just reread it. So mm. we were thinking about in-game activities that we can build around these, these fleet carriers. And we were looking at um, the first one, f- um, forward bases for like races on planets with no station. Because quite often the, the, the racers... Will will pick somewhere that doesn't have a station nearby, so that they can get you know rebuys of the ships or SRVs, that kind of thing. Obviously, this could act as a forward base. Yes, the fleet carrier owner can purchase SRV bays, and SRV restock is permitted if you have, and this is this is new, the armory service. So it's the same as sort of allowing you to restock your weapons. Restocking SRVs is is something you can turn on. So this is great for racers. Um, so the next suggestion that the the, ne- the next line there, who wants who's taking the next one? It was it was it Amelia or uh, or Sean? Sean it's all, it's all falling one. down, but but because th- these one of the things here is about waypoints for round the verse or huge expedition style missions. Hmm. Well, that is a great idea, isn't it? If you have several fleet carriers orbiting a body, interesting. <laughs> several yeah, fleet carriers oh, orbiting yes. a body, yes. It says you can use them as stopping stations and have commanders bring additional supplies into the fleet carriers. So, so that does suggest that one is not the limit for each stellar body. It might be our limit. So we've just proven one. ourselves to be mm. complete fibbers on the earlier stuff. Mm. That, yeah. yeah. Al- although, it, based on the question, it doesn't quite match, so it, that could be a, a misspeak. We, have to, we have, maybe have to get clarification on that one a tiny bit. But, um, Find out so- on Tuesday. Um, oh, Dead me. Do you want to do you want to suggest the, the the next thing on on that list? Oh, hello. I was uh, losing my button for talking. <laughs> so, can we use it as a mobile cargo bay for events like the rares related hot mess challenge? Well, of course, we have that problem that fleet carriers will not be able to purchase or sell rare commodities. So. We probably couldn't teabag one full of Hutton mugs and then take it somewhere more interesting and and ship them out. But of course, you could you could use it for for other goods that aren't so rare. So potentially, obviously, um, the the filling up of uh, as Atrus mentioned earlier, you know, mm. the repairing of stations, you could always fill it with the the ordinary goods. Yes, I mean that. For- that could be absolutely fantastic because there are some stations that, that had to be repaired that were sort of like like twelve jumps away from the nearest place you could buy the commodity. If you if you if you were in, to instead sort of fill up your fleet carrier with twenty five thousand tons of stuff, do one jump because of course you can jump five hundred light years, then do do the reverse thing and sort of unload your fleet carrier. You you could repair stations an awful lot quicker. That sounds fun. Um, Flossie, next one. Ooh. She's got been eaten by the you got to push the button. <laughs> oh, sorry, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> 
Canon Interstellar, they're going to want to bring Thargoids near it through nefarious means, bring it to a busy incursion system and then see if they can get Thargoids near it. Are they well defended? Are the fleet carriers well defended? Well, the Thargoids don't have any interest in fleet carriers, and the fleet carriers have no interest in Thargoids. So... If a Thargoid appears in the same system as a fleet carrier or vice versa, the fleet carrier's defences are not equipped to deal with the bugs, so they will not attempt to fire on the Thargoids, and in return, the Thargoids will leave the vessels alone because they're not doing any harm. Is that is that a, a message for the rest of humanity? If we'd left these, peop- these Thargoids alone in the first place, would they have left us alone? I think so. Yes. Oh, There's yes. a salutary lesson in there somewhere. Right. Well, if I'm you remember take... from the early days, if you didn't fire on a Thargoid, it would not fire on you. But there's yeah, always, I've some, never, I've there's always somebody who will come and breathe on you in a queue. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, th- I think all the hard. unknown probes and everything, don't they count as rares? So you can't have them on board, so you're completely safe from Thargoids, according to the previous rules. Um, the one exception might be occupied escape pods, I suppose. Well, I'd like to see a Thargoid swallow a fleet carrier whole. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, right. it'd probably give it indigestion. So Be I'm, careful I've what got you my, wish for. Yeah, I've, I've got my evil head on for a second here. I know Flossie was evil earlier. So, I mean, talking about the tariffs, can you be really mm-hmm. sneaky and then have a complete zero tariff to get loads of people to come and dock on your mega ship, mm-hmm. right, and then turn it up to maximum, like, you know, a million credits and ramp it up and make everyone really, really poor? Right, so if you're waiting until someone was just in the in the in the screen where they're buying or selling something, and then suddenly whap on a, a sort of hundred percent tariff, that sort of thing, yes, you can. Uh, however, if the price changes while the transaction screen's opened, the person who's buying or selling will be given a message saying, "Hey, the tariff's changed," and asked to put the purchase through a second time, so they'll know about it before they press the button. I'm assuming you'd be ejected back out of the... Right, yeah, leaving the ship, throw you out, push the button, eject a seat, off you go. Something like that. Something like that. Well, look, thank you very much, everybody. There's sort of a bit of a... That was a bit late radio, that one. It was a bit damn serious, <laughs> wasn't it? It was, it, was, it, was, it was a bit sensible and serious. It was but a bit too we, slick we for leave. Yeah, Commander Wotherspoon answers the questions so that Frontier don't have to. But it was then, really. <laughs> Explains why we only have one and a half people left in the stream. <laughs> and of course, if 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 you know the community would like us to ask any other particularly deep and meaningful questions, um, you know, please. Uh, exactly, do so what colour blue can it? Is it available in that kind of thing? All we can say now is we've we've shot our load, and you're going to have to wait to beta testing now because those are all the questions we could think of. But yes. thank you very much. Uh, studio team. So I suppose we better get to. We're going to get a buck naked, and then we're going to say bye bye, and then we're going to have two more tunes because we need to finish up the show sometime this century. Um, and as is, uh, do we, Norman, 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 Mister Ventura, sir? Yes. Do Do we have Buck, and is he naked? Um. Yes. Yes. Awesome. I'm still shocked. Well, <laughs> you're still shocked. Well, look, we we've sent him to go and do some um some some void opal and diamond mining for us. Um, and it was it was only appropriate after all the hard work the community are doing to desperately get enough money for their fleet carrier that um, we start going and uh, working in the coal mine by Lee Dorsey. Now you're a trucker. All you gotta do 
space Pointing to light years crossed at a hell of a pace Just turn the wheel and keep that smile on your face Maybe someday soon you'll be a top trucker Howdy there, y'all. This here's Buck Naked, spokesman for Lacon Spaceways. Back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com Almost as pain-free as breaking your piggy bank to buy one of them fleet carriers. So let's get on to our top truckers this week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, jumping around like them horny rabbits in a field, Commander Mindwipe is back at it again with almost 54,200 light years jumped. You know, Claire Helen weren't too far behind you. Are you two racing somewhere, maybe? Commander Kudoi Kisumi kept control of the trigger this week, turning the despicably dirty do-batter Don Antonacci and his band of pathetic pirates into space dust. He racked up over 39.2 million credits worth of bounties while tearing the engines out of each and every one of the Don ships. That's two weeks in a row now for Kasumi. Running missions like no other, Commander Texas Stu racked in 3,373 mission points this week. That makes two weeks in a row now for that old timer. Loading up the new trailer attachment to the rear of a Lacon Type 9 and filling it to the brim, Commander Operation IDA hauled over 45,000 tons of cargo around the galaxy and apparently picked up a few stray tons here and there. It ain't stealing if it just kind of sticks to the rest of your inventory. And keeping control of the Hutton High Speed Rail this week, Commander Texas Stu delivered 1,548 passengers around the galaxy in his attempt to also earn the most mission points and keep this category all to himself for the second week in a row. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Brett Riverboat in one hour, 22 minutes, and 31 seconds. But the fastest run to Hutton in this month of April is held by Commander Doc Jack in one hour, 24 minutes, in 30 seconds. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, Get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways. 
The only ships in the galaxy that come with a die-cast model of a fleet carrier you can play with as you slowly trudge your life away flying a hutton orbital over and over again. Yeehaw! Yes, it's time for Bucks to go Ding. home. It's last orders and he's gone. He's out of here. Right. Well, that's it for the show for this week. Um, thank you very much to the entire team. Thanks to Norm for his amazing fire extinguisher job on the, the studio fire earlier. And thanks um, to the patience of our listener. And to those of you who aren't listening on Hutton Orbital Radio live, well, you missed it. And those of you that are watching on Twitch, you didn't miss it. And thanks for sticking with us through the little gap there. I'm sure uh, it's all going to be seamless in the end. And yeah, quite. And those of you who are listening to the podcast... You've no idea what we're going on about because it looks lovely. Absolutely. We, we have to debate whether we're going to include whether we're going to include the broadcast by um, uh, Phil and Barry in the uh, in the actual yeah the, the podcast that we publish. Probably just Phil's opening reading actually because that was fun. Not the banter afterwards, you know the the the, the loads of weird spaces. Um, but does anybody have anything? I'm going to go down the list and see if anyone's got anything to add. Um, we're going to start with uh, Ventura. Uh, no, don't have anything no. to add. And Palantir. Mm, for the mug. For the mug and Amelia. For the mug. And we're looking forward to smashing your house next weekend. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, if you need a hand putting it back together again, do invite us over this weekend so we can like put the sofa back where it's supposed to be and turn all your furniture upside down. Yeah, if you want a hand. Thanks for that. Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, Commander Wotherspoon, it's been a pleasure having you here again, sir. Indeed. I'm looking forward to VECM. So no show next Thursday, but a lovely do, show. Do on... you have any particular games you might be hosting or are you just joining in or what 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 do you think it'd have been up to? I actually haven't been thinking about it yet because I've been I've i just finishing off editing the Parallel Worlds issue eight podcast. Once I've done that, then I shall look forward to what 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 I might be doing at VECM. But I I I'd certainly love to love to take part in Cards Against Humanity and the Elite Dangerous Role Playing Game. They're both both things I. I well, that's really our first doing. volunteer as a victim for. You can be our stunt dav. Oh, I could do this. Yes. Yes. Well, and I'm we'll, sure you've um, got. I'm sure Peter's got his own lab coat. Um, I can make one. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, 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 that's, that's what you a, tell us. A, I can admit. I got to admit, I, I would love to do Cards Against Humanity. That sounds like a lot of fun. I know you can play it in all space VR. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I, I would do, but the K button's worn off on my keyboard, so I probably can't do it. Okay. Right. Um, uh, Dead Meat, thanks for joining us. Um, obviously, with the social distancing, are you still managing to have the runs regularly or um, or not? Yes, runs are allowed, so <clears throat> it's quite nice, actually, because people are much better at getting out the way. Uh, I assume you can so, run uh, down the middle of the road, okay, without getting run over as well. There are still plenty of BMWs about, so not always, uh, but most of the time it's uh, easier crossing, let's say. Oh well, that's that's awfully good news, and uh, of course, Flossie. Oh. Do you do you have anything to add this week? Mm, no, just looking forward to um, 
VACM next weekend and uh, hopefully seeing some people come into Second Life. Absolutely. Um, and I, I signed up this evening, Floss. I've downloaded it and installed it. Ready? All right, great. <laughs> and well, uh, my name in, in Second Life is Helen Dayton. Okay. Helen, look, uh, sorry, Data, as in as, uh, Data or Dayton? Dayton, D-A-Y-T-O-N. <laughs> is that Helen Space Dayton? Helen Dayton, one word, Helen underscore Dayton? Helen, Helen Space Dayton. Helen Space when Dayton. I, when I joined, you could have, a, you could choose a surname as well as first name. I, th- I think now you just need a name. <laughs> so Helen, Helen Space Dayton, D-A-Y-T-O-N, should be your friend on there, and we're going to try and drag people in. The more people that set up in advance, the less time we spend faffing around. What? How do you spell that again? All of that shenanigans. So um, we're going we're going to publish that. And then, then you you have to send out a little um, teleporter beacon or something, don't you? To- yeah, I can um, I can either teleport you direct or I can send them a landmark if they're not quite ready and they teleport themselves from the landmark. Fantastic. So yes, if you do want to come to VECM HQ over at... Uh, Helen's, Helen Dayton's jewellery store. Get your badge, then um, yes, get it done in advance and get yourself badge and a and t shirt for everybody. Who and wants. a t shirt and a t shirt. Yes. Ooh, I don't know if you do it in my size. Do you do it in extra fat? Bastard? <laughs> hey, one size fits all in us. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, that, it's super, that's what everybody says. Yes, <laughs> it's like a superhero spandex outfit. You know, it's. Like, I tell you what, it's like. It's like the Incredible Hulk shorts. The last thing you need is figure hugging <laughs> garments on me. <laughs> oh, who's been smuggling budgies again? It's a freaking eagle. <laughs> very basic, very basic clothing. Uh, not this fancy mesh stuff you can get now. <laughs> it, it, okay. If that's the dress code at your place, Floss, that's fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yep. well, um, and also the thanks to those people over on the stream chat who've joined us this evening, uh, the Bitstorm, the Lenslark, Draxor, uh, Root, Crazy Cynical, uh, Eddie Lee Wise, Electrical Longboard, that sounds cool, um, Falco Took, we miss you, Falco Took, and we miss your broadcasts, but hope things are great with you at the moment and, and life's all right. Um, we've had the Jester D come and join us, Funky Abigail, some Lemonade. 0526 uh, Litho Breaker as usual I'm pretty sure you guessed the theme uh, Matrix uh, The Millstone Barn The Racketeer Re- I can't read that one Rimastino Obviously Listerize 69 Texas Jew V and K Virgo Proz And Wyvern C Sayes 84 So yeah Thank you very much for all of you for joining with us and sticking with us throughout the show um, We had to pick a tune to go out and we've had the Fleetwood Mac. We've had working in a coal mine to earn the darn things. What else have we had? We've had the big ship. So um, at the end of all of this, or end of all of this mining, mining and whatever else, and just before we spend all the money, what are we going to be? A big bunch of... Billion Dollar Babies. By Alice Cooper. Good night, everybody, and for the mug. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Good evening. Oh, <clears throat> sorry about that. No, no.